Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to That's a Hard No, the podcast about saying no and setting boundaries to become the authentic and empowered person that this world needs. I'm Sarah Saunders. And I'm Heather Drago. For those of you returning, welcome back. We're humbled and happy you've decided to continue on this journey with us. Quick reminder, while Sarah is a licensed professional clinical counselor, This podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy with a mental health professional. If you are struggling with a mental health issue, we welcome you on this journey, but also invite you to seek out professional help. Go to this episode's page on our website and click the link to find a therapist near you. Today, Sarah's gonna walk us through a technique to help us with emotional regulation, problem solving, and decision-making. Basically revisiting the concept of park it, sleep on it, put a pin in it, which we discussed in our interview with Gail Palmer. If you missed it, be sure to go back and take a listen. It was an amazing conversation. All right, Sarah, take it away. Thanks, Heather. Okay, so I am going to share something that I mentioned in the interview with Gail Palmer, but I wanted to take time to elaborate on it. Do not make a permanent decision based on temporary emotions. So let me say it again. Do not make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. I cannot stress this enough. When working with clients, I talk a lot about emotional regulation. I start by teaching them about the importance of understanding their temperatures. I explain that our emotions are like thermometers. This is actually a research-based tool that helps put situations into perspective, build self-awareness, and connect thoughts, feelings, and actions. I'm not going to get into a full-blown therapy session right now, but I want I want you guys to take away the understanding that the more heightened our emotion, the hotter our temperature. Each of us has our own personalized thermometer, so this will look different for everyone. But what we all share is the commonality that when one of our emotions is intensified, it leads us to make irrational decisions and do things we aren't necessarily proud of or wouldn't do if our temperature were cooler. So some examples of this 
our being overtired, very hungry, angry, stressed, frustrated, annoyed, scared, the list goes on. When those emotions are heightened, it's nearly impossible for us to think calmly and rationally. So to recap, when our temperature is high, our emotional reactivity leads us to an unhelpful outcome. We are not fully able to make rational decisions in the moment. So this may happen while you're at work, if you're with one of your kids, maybe with your spouse, on the phone with someone. There are so many examples of this. If we choose to make decisions while in this mindset, the results aren't always in our favor. Sometimes we'll get lucky and it's not a big deal. We can recover quickly. But from what I'm, I've seen in my own life and working with clients, it's when we make these decisions and react when our temperature is high, it often leads to guilt and shame. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I mean, I'm sure everyone can relate to those, you know, heated conversations where you feel your body just get tense and heated and like bubbling up and you, something comes out of your mouth and you immediately regret it. And something you would normally, some unkind thing you would normally not say. And I I mean, how many of us have seen these social media videos with people going at it in grocery stores? I mean, we're all in this high emotional state and you know, the worst of us is coming out. And so um, I like this idea of kind of like, take your temperature. Where are you? Absolutely. And when I work with kids and even adults, I'll do this with is we, we visually represent this and we create colors based on where our temperature is at. And so when, and then we also associate feelings with it. So maybe if, you know, blue might be calm, um, And then you go all the way up to red, which is like angry or stressed or whatever it is. But then when we reach those emotional states, we can then visually see the color in our mind too. And we know that we need to, what we need to do, we then develop develop coping skills based on that. So An idea that's very helpful during these high temperature moments is a technique I use called park it. So if you refer to our website, there will be a downloadable that offers a visual about what I'm about to share. Basically, I create a parking lot. When a high temperature situation occurs, I encourage my clients to acknowledge it write it on a sticky note and park it in a parking spot and come back to it later when their temperature has cooled down. Once you reach a cooler temperature, your brain is able to think more logically and rationally, which promotes problem solving, flexible thinking and perspective taking. So some examples of things you might want to park could be a hot topic with a spouse. Maybe you're in the middle of a discussion and you notice it is starting to get heated and it's getting late. This might be an example from my life. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm raising my hand and nodding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rather than saying something you don't actually mean and bringing the conversation to an abrupt halt, you can simply say, I'm noticing my temperatures getting hot and I'm really tired. So let's park this and we'll talk about it later. You may notice with a child that you are, they're constantly asking you for something. Maybe it is to go somewhere. They want you to buy them something or they keep asking the same thing over and over <laughs> and over again. This might be something from my everyday <laughs> life with my toddlers. Oh, memories. <laughs> but in a situation like this, you can say, sweetie, I hear you. This is not something we're able to do right now. Let's park it and we will talk about it later. It not only gives them a visual that they can see, but they also feel acknowledged and validated. And as a parent, it kind of gets us off the hook a little so that we don't say something, give an empty threat or say something that will trigger an even bigger emotion. And you can go back and teach effective collaborative problem solving. I love that idea of sharing it with your kids. I could almost see our parking lot worksheet on your fridge mm -hmm. and like letting the kid write what that thing is, whether it's a certain cereal or a toy yeah. or a, a place, an outing mm -hmm. and hey, go put it in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So I know, you know, I didn't forget about it mm -hmm. and we are going to talk about it, but I just can't do this I can't talk about this right now or think about this right now. I love that. Oh, yeah. My kids are obsessed with Halloween and they want to go trick or treating every single day. Oh, boy. And so to be able <laughs> to say, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited about that. Shoot. We can't do it now. Let's go get some Halloween stickers. Let's go park it in a parking spot. And when Halloween comes, we get to take that out of the parking lot. So it kind of, it, it's like a game, it's fun yeah. for them. And then they understand. And, and then you can remind them, oh, I hear you talking about that again. Remember, we parked it because it's not time yet. So, yeah. you know, that's something to kind of help their little brains with. Mm -hmm. um, you may be dealing with something in your career. Maybe it is a major pivot, like we talked Drink. about <laughs> in the last episode. Um, but this would be a good time to check your temperature and to park whatever it is before responding. Yeah. Like, uh, am I making this decision out of fear? Mm -hmm. Am I making, am I going after this thing because of guilt or anxiety or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I love that giving yourself time to check your temperature. Absolutely. And time is actually a very important, <clears throat> excuse me, a very important component on this because the key rules to this parking lot idea is that you do not want to unpark something in less than 30 minutes, but you don't want to leave it parked for more than 24 hours. So oh. for, for most of us, we need a solid 30 minutes to bring our temperature down, to gather our thoughts, to get to a place of calm, or at least rational, logical thinking before we can effectively communicate or make a good decision. 
However, we don't want to wait more than 24 hours because we might find ourselves creating an unhelpful pattern of avoidance, putting it off. You can address whatever is parked and then purposefully and intentionally repark it. So like I had mentioned with my kids and with Halloween and trick-or-treating, we keep that parked. We can say, oh, you know what? Let's talk about Halloween now. Let's go unpark it. We can talk about Halloween, but then we're going to repark it because it's not time for trick-or-treating yet. So you can, there's dual purposes for it. Yeah. So I'm thinking in terms, when we talked with Gail, we talked about, you know, she has her no meeting Monday. Well, now Mm -hmm. it's Friday, but, um, and she addresses everything in the parking lot then. Mm -hmm. So my originally thought, original thought was you park it for a week. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is maybe take a little time to park it, then come back to it within 24 hours, make a decision. I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this, but then repark it knowing I will address it when I have time on that day. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And you guys can create this however you want. Like I said, when I'm working, doing a lot of the emotional regulation, this is kind of what we focus on. But you can create parking lots that are, you fill it up throughout the week, and then you give yourself a specific set amount of time. Maybe it's a family meeting, and then you unpark, you take one thing at a time. Or, um, a business meeting or your no meeting Fridays where it's all administrative type things and decision making time. So you can use this concept however it serves you. You you may have your own version of park it. So just like Heather's mentioning, like you may want to have your own version of park it. In the interview with Gail, she shared the idea of sleep on it. And Heather shared the idea of put a pen in it. So you are the expert of you and you have to do what works best for you and for your family. I'm just hoping sharing this type of concept allows you to then create something that you can implement in your own life. And just keep in mind with what I previously shared in the very beginning, do not make a permanent decision based on temporary emotions recognize your emotional temperature and use whatever version of park it, sleep on it, or put a pin in it to help you make decisions that serve you and your relationships. I love that. I love that, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm going to put this worksheet that we made on our fridge with a little pile of sticky notes for our family meetings on Sundays. I'm going to say, everybody, park it. We'll talk about it on Sunday. So I love, I love that. It. Thank you so much. So that's it for now, guys. Join us next time when we talk with Allie Klotz about how she said no to everything when her world got overwhelming. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who've overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is. 
how to heal, how to recover, and how to be brave.